This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Ooh, today was very Phone calls, those Monday morning phone calls and that type of thing. I don't know why I'm getting a ring to your microphone. Hold on. I don't know. Now go ahead. Okay. Yeah, okay, that's better. What did you do? I know I had to turn the radio down. <laughs> you always had a radio. I know. There's always something going on. So, so you say today was what? Today was busy. Administrative type of things around the house. And, yeah. and you know, just, just chill. Everyday one day. Yeah. stuff, huh? Yeah, everyday stuff. Making phone calls to people I had made Friday. Right. So, yeah, basically doing that. Mm-hmm. That's what's that's going on? Just a, just a you know, well, day. I had an interview with... Uh, the LeBron James crew were here. Yes. You know, he's doing a documentary. Okay. And some information about Black Wall Street. Mm-hmm. And so they came over here and talked to an old school brother. Yeah. And I know they had already talked to Pastor Turner and all oh, of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they already got to them, I think. Uh, the LeBron crew, James, I don't know. I'm going to get him on. We're going to get him on here in a okay. minute. Okay. But uh, meanwhile, hey, you know, tell us a little bit about this lawsuit that's going on with uh, Yates. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay. Um, just let me just go through the basics. Go, yeah, go through the basics and tell everybody what's going on. Yeah. A Tulsa police major is suing several media companies for publishing comments he made in a radio interview in June. Among the companies are Comcast, NBC's parent company. In an interview on talk radio that the NPR radio show, mm-hmm. um, eleven seventy with Pat Campbell. Tulsa Police Major Travis Yates said, "Data shows systemic racism doesn't exist, and all the research says we are shooting African Americans about twenty four percent less than we ought to, based <laughs> on the crimes being committed." Oh. Unquote. Mm-hmm. Now, you know those those are you know that's what he said. So it says these these and other comments were what led Tulsa Mayor G.T. Bynum to call for Yates to make make a clarification and apologize to Tulsa. During the interview, Campbell reminded listeners he had, but as a private citizen, Campbell and Yates touched on police police brutality and George Floyd's case. So it says in the lawsuit – Yates claims some of his comments were taken out of context in headlines and is asking for more than $70,000 in civil relief. In a statement to Two Works for You, Public Radio, Tulsa General Manager Rich Fisher Mm. said, we have confidence in and stand by our reporting. Otherwise, we do not comment on ongoing litigation. The fact that he said, we don't shoot them enough. We yeah, in other words, hey, we don't. So much, we, we, that we, is, we low. That's, we, we that's crazy. Last time we ought to be shooting. Them. Why would he so, even make like, a statement wow. like that, period? The numbers, like, it's sort of like, no one's getting sick from COVID. COVID's not real. In the meantime, mm-hmm. people die from COVID. So that's the mentality. Yeah, we're at, I heard we're at 200,000 now. Man, I wrote on my calendar that we would reach 200,000 in, like, 
April 2021. I didn't realize it was going to happen that fast. That was crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. crazy. It is so crazy. Well, oh. hey, we got a great show going on today. We got the one and only Pastor Robert Turner's in the building of the historic uh, Vernon AME Church on Greenwood, Black Wall Street. He's in the house, and we're going to be bringing him up here in a minute. I'm excited. I'm always excited when Pastor come here, and, you know, he lay it down. Yeah. That's what he do, y'all. So, so what were you talking about with well, the um, the guys that were here earlier, the LeBron James people? Um, okay. <clears throat> Anything in particular you want to well, share with us? They came and interviewed me and came in here, and the crew came in here. Because, you know, LeBron is doing a documentary about Black Wall Street, mm-hmm. something like that, isn't that? That nature, mm-hmm. and somebody my, threw my little name out there, and go see you know, mm-hmm. go see him over at the radio station. So they mm-hmm. came over here mm-hmm. and spent a couple of hours with me. Mm-hmm. You know, and they were just, wow, this happened, ah, oh, this is that. And yeah. so I was just giving young people information, right. of what they say, news you can use, right? You know, and uh, sharing some of the history right. uh, about Black Wall Street and North Tulsa in general, in general right? You know, right. so some things over here about North Tulsa. It took place back in the 60s and 70s and things like that. So they were asking all of these questions, you know. Uh, They didn't even know that uh, Gap Band stood for Greenwood Arch and Pine Street, you know. They didn't even know. They didn't know until somebody, you know, they was like, wow. You know, they're not from here. It's like Gap Teeth or something. Yeah, right. So they didn't know a lot of stuff, you know. Wow. And I was talking. Well, they knew some things from what people had told Told them them. because Mm -hmm. they interviewed with some real prominent people in our community. You know, Chief and Vanessa and Christy, they had already been to them. Right. You know what I mean? I don't know if they came to Pastor Turner or not. You know, so they did come to Pastor Turner for what I understand. So I'm pretty sure their heads were full. Full of all yeah. kind of information about time they got to me. Right. I, it's it's amazing. We have such a rich history that's been hidden for years, for years and years. Well, the pimple has burst. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. That, that point. That ain't a pimple. That's an abscess. <laughs> abscess. Hey, abscess <laughs> is oozing. Ooh, it's oozing out now. Ugh. Nasty. So, yeah, that's that's the nursing come out of me, Pastor. Mm-hmm. Forgive me. <laughs> it's just like, no, that's no longer a pimple. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. Oh my so God. We got so much. You know, we got so much history here mm-hmm. in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I mean, it's like crazy. Matter of fact, I think we got just as much or more history here in Tulsa than even over in Oklahoma City. Probably. You know, probably. You know, probably. I've heard that before. That massacre is big news, you know, so, and it's coming ahead right now, and it, it's just crazy. The climate that we're in, mm. and the fact that something has been hidden yeah. like that for so long, and people are, I want people to understand, people have been coming to Tulsa for a while now to learn about the history. Yeah, they have. They pop up. You see some but, people coming through, and they want to go down there, and yeah. they're surprised at what they right. see, Right. you know, but it is what it is, Yeah. you know, yeah. and the devastation that they've done to try to erase the history, right. you know, with the freeway coming through and OSU come down buying up everything. So we got all that. We're going to be talking about a lot of that too. And we're going to be uh, talking about the good news. You okay. know, uh, there's a mural down there now that's up. So Pastor Turner <clears throat> is going to be talking about that. So we're going to take a little break. Okay. And we're going to come back and bring him on and we're going to get into it. All right, you're on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. So this is Janetta Cole with Sunday Dinner and More by Janet, your weekend soul spot. 
every Saturday and Sunday from 11 a.m. until 4 p.m. We're located 531 East Apache in the historic Apache Circle Center. Of course, during these times, it's carry out only, but you can call 918-951-5143. That's Sunday Dinner and More by Janet. P&J Publishing Incorporated announces a new book release, The Entrepreneurial Woman. The World is Your Playground by Angela K. Chambers, MES. Available right now for pre-order at payhip.com slash B slash N B capital A capital C. The book release is set to hit June 1st, 2020. If you're ready to publish your book, visit us online at www.pnjpublishing.com. Unleash that book that's inside of you with PNJ Publishing. Searching for ways to grow your business, or perhaps you would like to invest in Tulsa's African-American community, the Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce is a great place to start. The Chamber was created to serve and increase the visibility of needs in our community. It is an umbrella organization for local businesses, the Tulsa Juneteenth Festival, BWS Black Women in Business, and the Grassroot Economic Development Fund known as BWS The Power Group. For more information about the Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce or to donate to The Power Group, visit bwschamber.com. All right, we're back here on KBOB 89.9, the Bobby Eaton Show, every Monday, Wednesday, 6 p.m., and on Saturdays from 12 to 2 in the studio. Pastor Robert Turn, how are we doing there, sir? I'm hanging in here, Brother Eaton. How are you? you you're hanging? Yes, sir. I mean, busy day today? Very busy. Very busy, huh? Indeed. Yeah, you're a moving shaker. You got you trying to put it in, huh? Fighting for justice. Yeah, that's what it is. So, what's going on down on Greenwood right now? They got a lot of talk, you know, about this recent structure of Muriel that's went up. Tell our audience what it's all about and, how, and why they need to go down there and read it. Yes, we just last week, Tulsa Community Remembrance Coalition. Okay in partnership with the Equal Justice Initiative, uh, unveiled the historical marker uh, from the 1921 race massacre, which details in explicit language and verbiage the horror and tragedy of what occurred here in Tulsa, in Greenwood, May 31st through June the 1st, uh, 1921. And as horrific as the verbiage is, uh, the massacre is still, and, and I tell anybody, it, the, the horror of the massacre cannot be encapsulated on a marker. It is so terrible uh, what happened, but this marker details as explicitly as the space was allotted, uh, just what terrible deeds occurred um, here in Tulsa in 1921. 
I would well, encourage a- people to read the backside too, Pastor, because I didn't I didn't even notice there was a backside to it. Yeah. And yeah, I, like, I didn't oh either. God, when I first went over there, I gotta go read the backside yeah, of it. Pictures. Yes, and please take pictures of it. Take pictures with yourself in it. Uh, so this is something that we can pass down to our children right. and our grandchildren. Um, just this history that this city has tried to hide uh, for far too long. They have. Right. Yeah, they're hiding. You know, they're good at hiding stuff. Yes. You know, this city right here, man. It would be, it would be really like over the top if they could do the same type of marker on standpipe heel. Yes, uh, there are several other markers that's good. coming. Okay, thank and, you. Um, that's a great, great suggestion, sister. Great suggestion. You say several of them are coming. Yes, okay, yes. Good. because it's, it's as I stated, you can't put the whole history on one marker. Right, it right. is just yes, too much. And even if you had a thousand marks, I mean, just the stories. We had ten thousand people here in Greenwood that were displaced. That were you know, mm-hmm. either homes burned. We had 1,259 plus homes burned to the ground. We had over That's a lot of homes. Exactly. A lot of homes, mm-hmm. right? right? We had over 600 <clears throat> businesses that were destroyed. 18, eight, we had over 36 square blocks. That's right. right. Mm-hmm. That were destroyed overnight. And 10,000 folks made homeless in 18 hours. 18 hours of terror. Uh, so you can't, I mean, and even my angry was, white mob. My angry white mob. This was complete racial racial terror right i mean in th- instances of women who were pregnant with children who had an anger racist white mob approached them cut the baby out the uh, woman's uh, stomach exactly threw the baby through the fetus on the ground stumps the fetus with their foot smashes the skull of this unborn child that's why miss me with all this rights of the unborn now that we get from some certain evangelicals because we had unborn children ripped out of their mother's stomach oh, during yeah. the race massacre. And none of them have, none of these so-called mainstream evangelical churches have have said any outcry against that. We had stories of two, uh, two people, a husband and a wife uh, that were being taken from their homes and they got down on their knees and they started praying. And do you know this racist white mob saw them praying, did not stop at all. They're praying to God. They take their machine guns and unload the clip on this couple, husband and wife, leaving children to be orphans. So, I mean, we can't put all of that in a marker, right? But we do the best we can with the space that's allotted. Um, because, And that's just two stories. I mean, and there are several other documented um, instances of terror, and none of those terrorists were ever Ever charged with a crime. That's right. That was murder. Cold-blood murder. Straight-up murder. And see, those two that you just mentioned, this is the first time I've ever heard of those. Mm. Those two. And it's it's just like, you know, with the um, commission, how they're recording stories. I, I just happened to read that today online, where you know, they can call the city and leave leave their story online, and they're keeping track of it. And, again, you hear these these calls are being made from all over the country, mm-hmm. and you hear the same story told several different times. And I don't – I'm like, 
what you just told must be someplace where, you know, that information isn't being shown Mm -hmm. or knowledgeable to people. It's just like, whoa, wait a minute. So that just lets you know things now they're being whitewashed. That's right. It's stuff that we're not being told. No. So that's just. Yeah. To hear that. All the stories. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. That's fun. I'm pretty sure you get you get a lot of that from um, the community and people telling you uh, elders and people because, you know, like I was telling that film crew today, I was saying you got to watch who you talk to when you're in town, because a lot of people get misinformation about that massacre. But someone like yourself, you're right down there. Mm-hmm. You know, you 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 deal with it every day. So, you know, when you are getting information that's not correct, and it only goes to a certain platform, mm-hmm. it doesn't ever go above. You know, because he everybody would want to hide some stuff. Mm-hmm. The, the, always the wanna, horror. That's a horror story. That's Those a horror, horror story. Okay, you know? that's just treacherous, just like the bollocks, just barbaric. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is barbaric. barbaric. So those barbaric stories, you do not. You don't hear. It, it, See, what you always hear is how how thriving uh, Black Wall Street was. You hear that in the massacre, how it was destroyed. But how barbaric, like you said, you don't hear them. See, that's the first I heard of that one right there that you just right. said. Wow. Yeah, it wasn't just uh, people dropping bombs. And that was terrible by itself. The first act of area terrorism happened right here in Oklahoma. In mm-hmm. Tulsa, Oklahoma. That's in right. Greenwood. And the first terrorists were white folk. And the first victims of area terrorism were black, black people. people. That's yeah. just a fact, right? right. In the United what, States, of America. United States of America. Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But on top of the area of terrorism, you had individual barbarity. Like, it was just barbaric. What the heinous crimes against humanity what they did to individual people, right? Dragging mm-hmm. men on the back of pickup trucks throughout oh, yeah. Greenwood. That's I crazy. mean, it's 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 unreal how long this was kept a secret. Mm-hmm. But you understand now more why the African American community uh, was so fearful in saying anything. Because can you imagine watching this as a young child? That is that was a part of. Slavery. That's too. right. That was a part of slavery. You you terrorize That's people right. to keep people in check because it's sort of like I don't want that to happen to my son. I don't mm-hmm. want that to my husband. So we just gonna pretend we don't see anything. And that reminds me of Django. Okay. Yeah. In wow. Django, there's a scene mm-hmm. where this the woman is getting. I mean, people were hanging from the tree. Yeah. And they went on about their business as if nothing, like, I'm just going to hold this grass and, you know, pluck mm-hmm. this chicken and go. The mentality, like, you, you see it, oh. but you can't see it and you cannot react to it. Mm-hmm. That that type of, like, after oh. fact. They would after- do that after Sunday morning service. Yeah. That you was know, entertainment. They, yeah, that was entertainment. They praise God and then they're hallelujah and all of that, and, you know, and then they leave out of there and go to the tree. And hangs black folks. In Alabama, it was Wednesday. They closed down businesses on Wednesdays to go, and 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 in a lot of communities, they still closed on Wednesday. That's that's Wednesday night church service. And, and so it was a spectacle. They didn't they didn't do the race massacre in secret. They wanted it to be public because they wanted to send a, a message, message to everyone that you better not ever think about 
having any type of economy independent of us. And do you know that economists, black economists have done studies and they found that from the time period of 1890 to like around 1920 mm-hmm. was the largest time of like black patents in the country. country. I mean, you're talking about right after slavery. Ironing board. To the 1920s. They said black folk were just filing for patents like every day. We, yeah. were, we were on equal level with white people as far as a filing for patents to come up with inventions, Patent right? inventions you yeah. know? And after the race mask of 1921, this sister said it shook the black community so much that it, our patents, applications for patents from African-Americans mm-hmm. in this country per capita has not been the same since. Because I believe a lot of the patent companies, a lot of the patents for black people went through Tulsa because we had a lot of attorneys. We have a whole bunch of attorneys like H.A. Guest and, mm-hmm. and, and Chappelle mm-hmm. and, and all those attorneys, Franklin, right? all those guys. They went through Tulsa wow. to get their patents filed. And after the race massacre, they were like, why bother? Why bother creating something when overnight in 18 hours, everything I work for, everything I work for can be destroyed. And on top of that, the more successful that I am makes me a bigger target to the white folks to come and take what I have. And black people, our applications for patents have not been the same since. Mm. So when you think about it in in terms of slavery into 1865, so from 1865 to 1890, 1910, the amount, the wealth, that's one generation of wealth that was produced during that time frame. And that in itself is amazing because you don't see that. Mm-hmm. And even after the fact, you know, we always talk about the massacre and that is important, but, but just as important is how it was rebuilt. Five years, two years, the very next year, you see those buildings on Greenwood and you see the cornerstones where they, you know, 1922, 1921, like later on. No, I haven't seen 21, but I have seen 1922 on one of the buildings across from the um, Greenwood Chamber of Commerce. So that in itself speaks volumes about the resiliency of our people. We have it in us to do these things. Absolutely. You know, afterward, you're dealing with the the urban removal. Yeah, we are. Interstate 244 Mm -hmm. coming straight through. I mean, when I came through here, I know, um, you know, I lived out of town. And when I came through here and I saw that first time I saw that freeway going through there, Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, look at this. I couldn't believe it. It changes. I said, they just said, the hell with y'all. We're just running it right on through here. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned one time. Uh, Pastor Turner, that even on Sunday morning, sometimes you can hear you can hear it from the church. I can hear it every say? time a train goes across the tracks, and it happens right during our Sunday service. Our, we hear not only do we hear it, you but it. The, our million dollar praise value stained glass window shake every single time. Every single time. That is a fact. And I must also remind your listeners who the mayor of Tulsa was. Doing the urban renewal. Tell them. Doing the building of the idea of Interstate 244. You had as Tulsa's mayor, Jim Inhofe, who is now your United States senator running for re-election. Been there 46 years, huh? He's yes, been sir. In office, some type of office. Yes, sir. 
Absolutely. Well, we need to get him out of there. You know, that's why black people need to get out and vote. That's right. You know, in our communities, because if you don't vote, you don't have a voice. I don't want to hear you be talking about Trump and talking about Inhofe and all this kind of stuff. And you haven't voted. You haven't voted. voted. Look here. Let's go to the phone lines. Look like we got a caller here and we're going to see who's here right quick. Let's see. Area code 334-207. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show. Hello? Area code 334-207. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show. They must not want to talk. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but, uh, you know, you got to get out and vote. Now, now, Pastor Turner, you've been down there on Greenwood. And you've been feeding homeless people and everything, man. You've been bearing gifts and stuff like that, man. Put on your heart to do this work. Yes. Um, I really, I'm not, first of all, I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but when God gives you a vision to do something, um, I try my hardest to do it. And after COVID-19 hit, and the shelter in place came into effect. Um, God placed on my heart feed, right? And honestly, honestly, I didn't know how we were going to do it because that Sunday service attendance was deplorable because everybody was afraid to come out of the house mm-hmm. even before the shelter in place because, you know, Oklahoma was kind of one of the last states mm-hmm. to do anything. Right. And um, so we didn't have much attendance, and God said on Monday, well, we went by my sleep on Monday and said, feed my people. So I called my church treasurer on that Tuesday to see, hey, can we afford to do this? And he said, how many people, passed? And I said, about 50. And he said, we can make that work. And we had the food out on Wednesday, and in 30 minutes, the food was gone. <laughs> that fast, wow. huh? That fast. You said 50 people that fast? In 30 minutes. And but God still had an uneasy feeling on me, like it wasn't finished. Um, and so as I'm leaving the church parking lot, instead of taking the right to go to my house where I live in Gilcrease, um, Lord said, take a left. And so I said, okay, I'll take a left. And as I was taking the left, I drove and I saw an individual out in the street giving out plates. And I said, hey, um, what's going on? He said, yeah, we're just giving out food. Uh, we got a little grant or whatever, and um, we're giving out food during this COVID crisis. I said, well, um, how's it going? And he said, um, it's going all right. Uh, it's just we have a tough time getting people to come because folks don't feel comfortable going to a restaurant. Mm-hmm. He said, I wish we had a place that we mm. could get food out of. This was the owner of Lefties. Oh, oh, really? Wow. On Greenwood. On okay. Greenwood. He was passing out plates? Passing out plates. And I said, well, hey, I can be your guy. And mm-hmm. he said, how many days could you take? I said, how many days would you give? <laughs> so he was our first, like, person to give. Right. Um, okay. to, in kind stuff. And then from there, man, we just started getting connected with various groups and agencies that oh, were yeah. looking for a place to just house food to distribute, you know. And to this day, um, we've got so many partners. We've gotten so many in-kind contributions and even financial donations. And because of God's grace, right. um, we call it the God Provides Food Ministry. We've been able to give to give out over 163,000 meals. That's a, whole That's a bunch of food meals. We're the only place 
in Tulsa, north or south, east or west, that's been open every day since March 18th. The wow. only place of last of, year of 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 this, this, of this year, year, yeah, mm-hmm. outside of your hospitals and stuff like that, right. we are right. the only place that has had its doors open every day, seven days a week, seven days a week. We Ooh. were doing it Sunday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, every day of the week. And thanks be to God, none of our volunteers have contracted COVID. Uh, we've been able to do this, um, and the first you won't believe, well, you will believe this, the first time we did the meal, I don't know where the rest of the money was coming from. We paid for the first 50. Ever since then, Brother E, God has provided the rest. Oh, That's just, awesome. Just come like that, huh? Yeah. Ever since then, mm-hmm. God just, he wants to see you being willing. So a lot of homeless people come down there, right? But it's it's homeless and it's not just homeless. Not just homeless. Mm-hmm. We huh? have just people in general. People huh? in need, man. And mm-hmm. then what people don't know is uh, for some folks, we we actually go to them too, right? People I know you like come. Home you and, come to me. <laughs> and, <laughs> You've done that a couple of times. And a yeah. lot of people come, but a lot of people we make visits to, and house visits, and so we uh we're just thankful. The people who can come and drive, you don't see them lingering, um, but the people who can't come, we drive to them oftentimes. Mm. And give out meals. That's awesome. Mm, that's great, man. A great program right there. So, what time do you start serving? It depends on the day. So today we had lunch at twelve. Okay. And tomorrow we will have a uh, lunch and at twelve and at four p.m. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Wednesday we have uh, don't let me know twelve o'clock on Wednesday. And on Thursday we have breakfast, and on Friday we have lunch. And on Saturday we have breakfast. Um, breakfast and lunch. Yes. Mm-hmm. And on Thursdays we have breakfast and lunch. When you say bre- what kind of breakfast you got Man, up in there? We have <laughs> shrimp and grits. Shrimp and grits. Yeah, we got it. Donated breakfast, Oh, all of that, huh? Yeah, man. We got a cooking on Saturday, past. Depends on the day. Today we had food from. I don't want to say the wrong restaurant, Sweet Lisa's. Okay. Um, tomorrow, Tuesday, I think one of my members are cooking. Um, Wednesday, we have a, vol- a nonprofit group, Block Builders. Block Builders. Yeah, Block Builders, yeah. Thursday, one of our members, uh, I believe it's Brother Freeman, that does the breakfast and the lunch. Um, and he's a fantastic. Oh, yeah, everybody talks about him. Yeah, yeah they do. Yeah. yeah, and Friday, I think he does it. Uh, Saturday, he does it. Sunday, we have uh, one of my other members kind of takes turns doing doing some of the work, Miss Pascal. So mm-hmm. God has really been been blessing us with people. And, 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 and in the meantime, while we're cooking, because we give hot meals out every day. To anybody. Uh, anybody, until the food runs out. Mm-hmm. On Thursdays, we give our groceries every week. Mm-hmm. Like So if you need groceries, so in addition to the breakfast and the lunch on Thursdays, you can get groceries that can last you for a whole week, a family of four for a whole week. I know. And um, <laughs> and so on Thursdays, we have distribution of groceries at about 2.30 to 3 o'clock every Thursday. Okay. So really, if you are in North Tulsa, in Tulsa period, but especially in North Tulsa, because that's where we reside, you shouldn't be going without food. Yeah. Uh, One okay. thing about Tulsa, it'll feed its people, won't it? That's right. Yeah. And that's yeah. why I love Vernon, because we consider to be the grandmother of Greenwood, right? With right. the oldest yeah. thing in the same in the, spot. 
the only the only black owned entity. That's right. Right. On the original and Greenwood Avenue. On Greenwood. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I don't consider that Gap Band Road to be the original Greenwood. No, it's not. That's Urban Renewal. That's Urban Renewal, Renewal Road. Right. That's right. See, you know, which Green, one is the Urban Renewal that, Road? Which that, You know, that road, you know, from, from, from Archer and Greenwood used to go straight. That's oh, right. you're talking about the curvy. Not curve okay. over and stuff like yeah, that. Okay. Yeah. Like you say, the right. The same road goes to a stop sign and takes a right, and it's still the same road. That's yeah. the same road. Yeah. I don't even know why they, what happened. Well, yeah. That's what they do. So, um and, and and as a grandmother does, you take care of your community, take care of your family. Mm-hmm. And so Vernon being the grandmother Greenwood, we believe in taking care of Greenwood and trying to help provide. I mean, we can't do everything. I get it. Grandmamas can't do everything. Right. But they do what they can. And they all And everybody's you, supposed to help. Exactly. Out. And you yeah. never leave grandmama's house hungry. Period. In my life, my grandmama's gone hungry with the Lord. But when she was alive, I never left her house hungry. No, because if you, yeah, that's the way grandmas did. That's right. You know, grandmas gonna feed you. That's right. Baby, you ate something. I'm gonna fix something for you. That's you know, right. they go in there. I seen my grandmother go in the kitchen, and just put a meal together out of. I just it just appear. That's right. You know, with, with flour and sugar right. and next thing you know, biscuits is made. That's right. yeah. Gravy is up there, and I'm they like, they believe in microwave. Oh, what no microwave? microwave. <laughs> My grandmother hated a microwave when it first came out. What is this thing right here? Yeah, please. Uh, uh-uh. uh. They didn't. They didn't like that kind of stuff. Yeah. They had to get, uh, you know. But uh, those are good old days, and the food was better too. Much better. Mm-hmm. Much better. Food wasn't processed with all of this Mm-mm. stuff. Mm-mm. Well, because you guys have a um, garden too back yeah. there. So are you guys using any of that to cook with? Thank are you, you giving okay. Yes, we do. Okay. We do. And when I tell you and I'm not just saying this because it's our community garden, but when I tell you the squash, uh, the peppers, yeah, the okras, the greens, the cucumbers, uh we just have some fantastic members who come out on a weekly basis and toil till and toil and mm-hmm. harvest all the crops. Yeah. And they are the biggest Cucumbers and squash yeah. I've ever seen, and I found I they're bigger than they're big, like, yeah, like yeah, cherry. No, I had a zucchini. That a was zucchini. a zucchini. Okay. Like, what know. I found out was that that land that our oh church is on is extremely fertile, mm-hmm. and guess what? It's basically virgin soil. Nothing has it grown. It hasn't been nothing planted. Has, no, yeah. no crop has grown on it. So your soil, in a hundred years. Yeah, your soil is. So when I tell you how tomatoes, you can taste. The savor in our fried mm-hmm. green tomatoes when they're cut and yeah. fried, they taste it like a fried green tomato. Yeah. And it's, it's real, it's all it's organic, but it's on virgin. Most of it is grown processed. on soil, right? Well, most of it's processed, and then secondly, it's grown on soil that's used every year. Like right, every it doesn't year. get a chance to rest, and nothing rest. is being added to it, and, and it's peeled, but it's turned over. Exactly. Yeah. But this soil hadn't been planted on in about a hundred years. Right. Right. It so it's had time fertile. to rest. It's rested. Yeah. It's right. rested. So right. when I tell folks we have a community garden and it's open to anybody, we give out the fruits and produce on a weekly basis. I mean that. And it's important for folks to, if you want some fresh, organic, locally grown, and you know how important locally mm-hmm. grown is, come out every Thursday and we'll have something from our garden to give out. Mm. And it's all free. Pass out some recipes. Have some other make <laughs> all free, huh? Yes, sir. Did those lettuce come from there? Uh, no, that those was lettuce. Did lettuce. Not. Yeah, those. <laughs> Whatever. Some big lettuce, boy. 
Let us do it. Pastor, y'all go ahead and put the lettuce in. Mm-hmm. I will. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good, too. I know. It would be cool if y'all had put some sweet potatoes out there earlier. If, if your soil was that good. We need you to come good. help us sometime. If you got hey, some free time. She, she, got, a green, she got a green thumb. I'm, I'm here, man. Yeah, I am there. <laughs> got a green thumb. But that has been my passion for the past five years, trying to get people to grow and but most important just grow close by their home now i've had a couple of churches and we did some growing but the church's congregation was kind of older so it just you know they couldn't go out there and do all of that so all all the work right all the work yeah we had some kids to come in and plant Mm -hmm. but as far as harvesting it was just like oh man it's so you you go and get what you can and i would take it over to um the carver center and let Miss Birdie distribute it how she wants to, but it was just so much, mm-hmm. you know. They could just got, you know, able to get what they can. But there, that's a whole different ball game. So you have some people that are committed to it, and you know, it can really grow. And it's just the idea of getting people involved. Now, a community garden like in a community per se. Now that's the challenge because. We really don't talk to each other like we used to. But what I do notice when I'm in my garden, people slow down, they talk, and like I'm like, here, there's, take a, these. there's a conversation. Wait, there's a conversation, right. and I'm passing cucumbers and squash over the fence. Like, look, take this. You want some people riding down on their bicycle or walking early in the morning? Just pass it on. And that's how communities are built. But it's just getting people, you know, in their yard, grow something. That's right. And it's healthy for you, and that's how you get that started on low key. And, low key. And one of the things that I, from a mentor of mine, uh, Dr. Claude Anderson, who is a yeah. huge advocate for reparations, he he speaks about how our community, the black community, mm-hmm. is not independent. Like mm-hmm. today, if Walmart closed, or if Reese's closed, or Sprouts closed, or Whole Foods closed, how you gonna eat? If the if McDonald's shut down tonight, a Burger King, KFC, a Popeyes right. closed shut down tonight, who is growing food? Right. And if you don't have food, you can't eat. Yeah, you, you don't have any eat. manufacturers of food. No. Mm-hmm. And so having a community garden, having your own personal garden, right? right. It right. takes away your complete dependence on on somebody else to right. feed you. Mm-hmm. I mean, back in the day, my grandmother's time, my grandfather's time, <laughs> they went to the store for everything but food. Right. Yeah. Because they grew their own food. Stuff, and, right. and you could always, right. you could always see something in the windowsill. Mm-hmm. Some kind of tomatoes those, those, or something. Those are the sweet potato slips they were mm-hmm. growing in the window. In the windowsill, <laughs> it's something set up in there for the, trying to get the sun in. Exactly. You know? yeah. My granddaddy yeah. had his own chickens. Um, oh yeah. Had his own crops. My other grandfather had a hog pen, and I mean, they didn't go to they if they went to the store, it's not for food. It was for sometimes flour, so they didn't feel like making, right. you know. Okay, let me sugar. tell you what it was: flour, sugar, um, a big old thing of lard. Yeah, <laughs> big oh, you Mrs. already know. Mrs. Tucker's lard and That's some right. rice and some oatmeal. Those those five things. My grandma. But they didn't go for, for food girl, like meat. <laughs> you know, we buy everything from the store. Even the yeah, biscuits. We do everything. Everything. We make nothing from scratch. No. And, and some people we don't even know how. Don't know how. And yeah. that's not the Greenwood way. That's not mm-hmm. our community's way. Mm-hmm. We have really become too dependent I'm upon sure. other folks just to feed us. We can't yeah. even survive. Right. You don't have food. You can't survive. You can't. You know, I challenge your audience 
how long can they go without going to a fast food restaurant? That's one of our biggest problems. And it's killing us. And it's convenient. It is. It's highly processed. It's fast it's and convenient. Right. It's, and it's right. destroying And you're us. right. It is killing us. It's killing us. our hurt. You know, diabetes. diabetes right. All of heart, it. All these heart issues. Exactly. And cardiovascular. High blood disease, pressure. Everything. Disease. It's yeah. killing us. It's killing us. Yeah. It is. It's destroying yeah. us. Yeah. The obesity is running rapid in our community, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. But right yeah. about now, because everybody's eating and sleeping, because they ain't sitting you know, at the house I, not I doing think, anything. I think a lot of people just don't utilize their kitchens no. to cook no, or to learn how to cook. No, A lot of young ladies don't know how to cook. Well, it's home, They don't it even know how to boil water. You know, a lot well, of guys you know, don't even... You can put the water in the microwave. Yeah, right? you know, I understand. Huh? I'm touching. I'm touching. I said it. You, you know what I mean? Because I said it. And you put know, your oatmeal in and, uh, there, kind of stare. They don't even know how to cook because <laughs> so many fast restaurants around they fast food. Uh-huh, you're right. <laughs> come on. <laughs> All right. No, that's not okay. true. Don't I'm y'all come back here. Be, don't y'all come back here and beat me up. Yeah. Don't y'all come back every. We have cornbread every day where I come from. I'm cracking on us. No, no, we don't uh, cook. No, we cook. Y'all know y'all ain't cooking no more. No, we cook. It's just a few of y'all in wait, the kitchen. Wait, wait, I cooked some cornbread yeah. and I had some y'all black eyed peas from my yard. Y'all ain't black peas. It ain't number three of y'all in the kitchen. Three of y'all cooking in the kitchen. Take away the microwave they hurt. Hey, those seniors are cooking. Yeah, they're right. Now, see, the seniors are cooking. That's right. You know, they're the ones oh, in there cooking man. it up, right? That's right. They even, do. Even if they're doing fried chicken, they still cook. They cooking. Yeah, man. they cooking. Now, young girls ain't uh, cooking uh, nothing. Uh, <laughs> they, they going to Taco Bell and Burger yourself. King and stuff, sliding on through that, <laughs> bumping it on up. That's right. You know. Give me three tacos and some hot sauce. <laughs> tacos and a, some, I want some mouth sauce. Mm-hmm. No, make that hot sauce. Going out there to Chile, sitting up at Golden Corral. I'm just telling the truth. You know, yeah. the truth. Not everybody. Not, not everybody. There's a whole lot of them that are. You know, we got to get back in that kitchen. And you can see it. But if you work eight to five, if you work uh, eight to five at a job, someplace other than your own space, and you get off at 5 o'clock. You got to go pick the kids up from the daycare. That's 30 minutes. So you're in traffic like 6 o'clock. Okay, so you got to try to no put, excuse. But you got to try to put, the, put a <laughs> meal together. No, hey, they was no. doing that back in the day. Uh-uh, My mama no. worked a job all day no. long. And no. she got off and came home no. and cooked. You know, that ain't no excuse. All this. I'm too tired to cook for my kids. Uh-uh. And uh-uh. it's even healthier and better. And then when you do try to cook yeah. some quick fixings, you yeah. still get that ain't about. no excuse. Yeah, I remember ladies would go to work all day long, work hard, mm-hmm. come home, get off at five, and come home and go cook Your for their kids. Your phone blowing up right now. Uh, uh, no, no, I ain't saying nothing. But see, this we ain't talking about new day, new day people. You yeah. know, it's a new day situation. Yeah, we're gonna you put know, some stuff in the which, juicer for you. That's what you're gonna get. Juicer, <laughs> get a bullet and put some stuff in the blender. Say, here yeah, you now, go. Yeah, that'd be good if even if you did uh, that. Yeah, you, you, know. you, still, you still be talking about that too. Even if you, juicer. even if you did that, that that'd be good. Juicer, y'all huh? gonna get the blenders and some juices. You know. Yeah, right, right. Leave that Taco Bell and that Burger uh-huh. King and McDonald's alone. And you, you see know? it in the children. We've never had this many obese, obese children. Yeah. I mean, you Man, got children obesity with diabetes. Is, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, the girl, girl really off Big Mac, Happy Meals. 
Yeah. And with them fruit juices, there's nothing but sugar. Sugar in them. Sugar right. buns and potato chips. That's all these kids eat. That's like, all they like, eat. Like, like, wait, 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 wait. Here's the best one I've seen. Hot fries, Funyun, fries and hot onions and Mountain Dew for breakfast. And I'm like, yep. baby, that's not breakfast. And I'm breakfast. like, okay. You and can't some Doritos even, yeah. for dinner. Oh, yeah. man. They don't even eat breakfast. Nah. Not mm-hmm. no breakfast. They don't wake up early enough for breakfast. Man, they ain't even. What about our school? If you. If most of our, all of our kids get to eat free lunch at our school. That's why day. they're trying to curb and send these kids back to school. Because, like, yeah, Brother Eden's saying, at home, they ain't eating. They ain't eating nothing. <laughs> not, they, are, they are not on a schedule. A eating schedule. Go get some hot fries, hot Cheetos. Ain't no hot fries Come in the house. On. Hot Cheetos. And- Mama, we hungry. Ooh, Lord. I'm afraid to know or see what happened to our community. If the stores and fast food restaurants close for a week, we're going to be hurt. Anarchy. Oh, he's serious. <laughs> she said anarchy. All, all my little peas will be gone on my fence. It's just like every last one. I'm, what happened to my food? Oh, They're going to learn how to cook something then. They better learn how to cook. That's what I'm saying. Guys and girls, get back in the kitchen. Because it's hurting now. If, get if, if you back in the kitchen. People, back in the day when you wanted to attack a nation or a community, you would barricade them in. And basically starve them out. You would starve them out by keeping the food Food supply from coming in in and coming going out. And that can happen. That can happen. That's what's happened. But no, that can happen to us as a whole, as a state, as a country. Because if you look at your food, your food is coming long distance. Like those, like that lettuce you talked about. Mm -hmm. That lettuce came from California. Probably okay. So if anything were to ever happen, that. That transportation line would be shut down. That's that's by by rail, by highway, train, all of those airplanes. That lettuce oh, that I got. All of that lettuce mm-hmm. that you got. We yeah. even talking about the I'm avocado some coming that from Mexico. And put it on bologna sandwich. But what I'm saying. Oh, no. and, make it, <laughs> and make it do what it do. Are you going to try it now? Nah, nah, I'm just what joking. I'm saying, though, it's already happening. Well, yeah, it is. controlling the food that comes in. So why yes. do you think we only have these fast food restaurants? So they can kill us. They know what's in that stuff. They know fast it's money, fast food. Fast. They know this deep right. fry, and it tastes so good. Mm-hmm, but it's, it's just because of what they putting in it, and they it makes you addicted, addicted to, to it. it. The sugar, yeah. you know, they put in the liquor store. They can put in these dispensaries. They put in everything in our community, and they're poisoning us. You sound like Ron Finley at, um, out of L.A. That's one. That was his thing. He's he's a gangster gardener in L.A. And she he's gangster gardener. But that's what he that's what he calls himself. <laughs> and if you if you ever listen yeah. to him. He, because yeah. of that, he said, all I could, in dialysis center, I could not find an apple, an organic apple, started growing stuff in that green space in the sideway, sidewalk. And he, he, he became so popular for it, the city of L.A., they fined him. He, he had they to gave f- him a fine? They fined him for growing in that space, and he had to l- literally fight that like a lawsuit to get them to back down. And as a result of that... He has he has really grown from that. Yeah. He goes worldwide giving presentations and talking about mm-hmm. what you're just talking about. We our food system That's is right. broken. It and is. It's it's fragile. It's extremely and fragile. We in North Tulsa, if you look at all the numbers of dying of slow death, it's no accident. As soon as you cross the IDL, yeah. life expectancy decreases by twelve years. Yeah. We are dying a slow death and it's partially what we eat and the air we breathe. The and the water that, that we in. drink. Yep. And we don't talk about that nearly enough. Environmental racism is mm-hmm. real. Mm-hmm. Very it is real. Re- and it relates to your food. 
It relates to the air you breathe and the water that you drink. And the spaces that you live in. And this and and and, and as much as I'm against and I am against overt acts of racism, we have these covert acts of racism, which are mainly environmental that you don't really see. It's not like you're seeing somebody putting a knee on your neck every mm-hmm. day. But mm-hmm. if you look at your environment, yeah. they are killing you. Right. It's right. a slow death, but right. it's still a death. Right. Our cancer rates are higher. Our everything. Our diabetes rates are high. Mm-hmm. And you can say, well, it's your diet, but diet and accessibility go hand in hand. So if I only have access to honey buns, in Funyuns, a honey bun, huh? Then that's what I'm <laughs> going. That's what I'm going. You know, if I only have access to, if I have more liquor stores, um, right. in my community that I do smoothie king, right? What am I going to drink? You know, liquor. If liquor. I have more dispensaries, wait, 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 wait. But the liquor, but the liquor is on sale. Okay, you can always get that big, <laughs> that big old thing for like a little bit, of, and that's the pricing that's is right. the other thing. That's right. The pricing is the other. And we don't even own a liquor store. So. No. And we, we don't, don't even own any of it. We don't own any of it. We don't own the. We're not black. We don't own the Popeyes. We don't own the McDonald's. None of them. The black guy did own the um. The um uh well, McDonald's? No, McDonald's that guy sold it. Mm-hmm. But um the a black, black guy, guy did now. Popeye. The black guy owned did Popeye, at one time. I don't know if he sold it. He sold it. But the liquor store is supposed to be black owned, the one over here, then Where where over here? Yeah. They sold he sold a white guy on that now. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, he wow. sold that. Wow, I'm trying to give. I'm trying. I'm trying. You know what? You know what? You know what I did? You know what I did one time? You know what I did one time before COVID? I went up there to up there to the liquor store and just sit in the parking lot. Oh man! And I just wanted to see how many people people were coming. Boy, it was so many people coming in and out of those doors. Of that liquor store? That's one industry that has not seen a recession. Ever. As a matter of fact, it went up. They said the the, the, um, liquor sales, Uh wine, liquor, it went up after COVID. I believe it. I believe it. And and so we just, we have to, as as a marginalized and oppressed and exploited group, we have to even question the development that happened in our community. Because there has been an attempted genocide on us since our very inception. Anytime we see stuff being placed in our community, we got to look at it through a third eye. Like, right. when, why are you just not all of a sudden trying to help me? And we right. have to examine that. And even the liquor stores we may own, we don't own not one alcohol company. No, no, we don't. We don't manufacture. Nothing. We drink more cognac <laughs> and scotch and Budweiser and Mike. Man, you name and it. None of that stuff is owned by us. We don't manufacture none anything. of that. You know, well, you know, people, we're consumers. Yes. We consume everything, but we don't manufacture anything. We don't have no boats. We ain't got no planes. We ain't bringing no drugs into our, our community. That's all coming in systematically through the system. And we don't manufacture anything. We're Just a producers. few. Huh? We're not producers. We're not we producers. Produce yeah, and that's the sad part about it. Yes. We used to be producers. Yes. You know, but we've gotten away from that production aspect. Well, of we can get things back that we to need. that. And one of the ways we can get back to that is what Pastor is talking about with the uh, with growing of food. Yes, we building our own food system and start where you are. Right. I mean, start where you if are. You, if you even if you rent the house, you can plant some in the ground. You right. can. You right. know, but you know, we gonna plant the wrong stuff. In the ground. No, that's what we even be doing. We, we gonna plant because let me tell you, we can you, only have six weeks. Uh, we have to be in the yeah, house. But you know, that's crazy. <laughs> we gonna plant 
the wrong stuff in the ground. No, uh-huh. Because think about, I want you to think about it. Since they okayed the marijuana laws here. Yeah. Look at all of these dispensaries popped right. up in North Tulsa. We got more dispensaries now than uh, Quick Trip. Could okay. you could you well, imagine? Could you imagine one quick in North Tulsa? In Tulsa period, could, could, I'm just talking about North Tulsa. Could you imagine all of these dispensaries we have over here now? Mm-hmm. If they were black, different types of black businesses, oh like our cleaners right. and all of this. But yeah, boy, right. that boy, that they tell you. Yeah, and you not know? just for medicinal. People so when start they, when they recreational start going, get passed. It's gonna oh be a game changer. I don't know if all that's medicinal either right now. Well, I don't think so. They have, wait, they get their they get their card. I mean, you have think, your card. But think about this. Say say a person has a card. Yeah. Hey man, how much you got? I'm gonna go in here and get this for us. Yeah. You and, know what I mean? And I haven't gotten one, but I heard yeah. it's not the hardest thing in the no, world. Oh man, it's so easy. <laughs> you can get one fifty, seventy five dollars. Everybody's is, going and get one. Okay, doctor gonna stamp he's gonna write it off. <laughs> the doctor gonna write it off for you. Yeah. Put a stamp on That's there. Consuming, but you can grow your own. They give you you get an opportunity to grow your own plant. Yeah, plants. I know people who growing stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I say, oh man, you are a certified marijuana grower. But if yeah. you can you know? grow some marijuana, you can grow some food. Now, yeah, you can. You get you get high, you get your munchies, you go out there, get your food, you cook your food, sit down. You know, it's like a little cycle there. So there's no reason <laughs> why every home doesn't have at least one row of something. Something, some you know, I need to do that. Mustard greens, just something. like like four or five mustard greens. Plant just the plant. That's enough for one person yeah. to eat off of like a week or so. Yeah, I would. So. I would grow so much. Y'all bring me everything. <laughs> <laughs> y'all bring me so much stuff. I'm like, hey, they it grow. Would, they it grow would be nice it. one day. Yeah. Greenwood ever turn green. It'd be oh, nice. Wow, that'd be cool. Wouldn't it be nice? A nice slogan. Slogan. Yeah. Turn space. Greenwood green. But there's nothing available out down on Greenwood that the, you could purchase. The sad right? part about Tulsa and Greenwood District is the very entity that destroyed us in the race mask of 1921. And after we rebuilt the same entity that came through Urban Renewal and purchased up everything, the city of Tulsa is the largest landowner in Greenwood. Okay. That's a shame. That's them they own the land that the cultural center sits on. Mm-hmm. They own they own OSU too. OSU Tulsa, all this downtown development. People are getting that through. TDA. What about BS Roberts Park? They own that uh, too. Of course, they own all, oh, yeah, the, all parks. the parks. They own OETA. OETA. They own uh, 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 Ben Hill Park. I mean, oh, they, all of this stuff. The, of course, George Washington Carver is the a city of Tulsa. The city of Tulsa is the largest land on the green. And that's the very entity that and that's, caused the race mask of 1921. Okay. A shame. See, and our, our audience don't know that. They a don't even know. A shame and a tragedy. And they got it through Urban Renewal under the under the mayoral administration, I believe, of Jim, Mayor Jim, Jim Inhofe. And we have yet to, to recover any reparations. That was, period. let's see. From land that was stolen. Got pennies on the dollar for it. Because they put this interstate highway through so in 1967. Okay, so that's James Hughley. That was in 1966. Mayor Hughley. Hughley, LaFortune, and Inhofe. When did Inhofe come in? Inhofe came in in 1978. Yeah. So he was in the 70s. Okay. Yeah. It'll be all right. So Hughley. Yeah, Hughley, James Boy, they Hughley. used to give Hughley. I remember my daddy and, and Homer Johnson. Oh, they used God, to give him He used to go up in there. Homer used to put his feet on his desk. You know, but you know. But here's an interesting. Um, I knew 
Mayor Bynum had a family member, but it says R.N. Bynum started, he was the mayor from 1899 to 1900. So it was just for one year, early, early statehood, pre-statehood Indian territory. It was like, looks like it was a year. People served one year. And then in 1901, they started serving two years. Mm. One year, one year. So the man said only one year. Yeah. No, R.G., his, his, this must be like a great, this has to be like great, great grandfather. And then. Well, Bynum, have, he's kin to LaFortune. Yeah, I'm he's saying. also re- related to LaFortune. Mm-hmm. And LaFortune came in uh, 31. I mean, 1970, and Jim Inhofe came in in 1978. And then Bill of came in in 19, I'm sorry, year 2000. So, mm-hmm. yeah, blood related. Yeah, nepotism. Got a history there. <laughs> a history. But wow. So you know, a lot, of, a lot of people don't know that it's all bought up. You know, down on Greenwood. So maybe that's why, like, you know, that space across from the John Hope Franklin, where you have John Hope Franklin and you cross over MLK, all that space. BOK field, all that, One Oak field, whatever they call it. Not the One Oak Mm -hmm. field, but going down, um, going down MLK from Emerson to the highway, all that space is empty. Yes. And I think that's also. Okay. City of Tulsa. And speaking of MLK, one of the things that still ticks me off every time I drive it, because I go to <laughs> City Hall every Wednesday, and City Hall, where I go, is on Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you take that same Cincinnati and go across the bridge, it turns into Martin Luther King. How in the world can this city and her leaders justify, and if you ever get a chance to talk to the mayor, please feel free to ask him and say, Dr. Turner wants to know. Uh, how can you call yourself wanting to have one Tulsa and you have one street Martin Luther King named for Nobel Peace Prize Lord, American stopped. Patriot and that same street turns into Cincinnati Right. so Martin Luther King is good enough for the black side of town but it's not good enough for the white but side not, but not for the white side and not even not for the white side of town but not even good enough for our own city hall address mm-hmm. because city hall would is be on Cincinnati on it is yep. It will be on, on MLK. MLK. So you mean to tell me City Hall doesn't want MLK address? No, they don't. What's wrong with y'all? They don't. You know, and, and and we need to call them out on that. Like, what's really up with that? Why that Martin Luther King, a man racist. that we all love and revere, we got a holiday for him. They they want to participate in MLK March. They want to have their organization in the march and yeah, all this stuff. All of- they want to come <laughs> to MLK programs and all this stuff. Right. If you really care about MLK. Expand his street throughout all of to Tulsa where it needs to be, and not just the black side of Tulsa, because mm-hmm. that's what they do. That's what they're doing. When you drive mm-hmm. MLK today, right yeah. now, it's right. gonna turn into Cincinnati. You go over mm-hmm. the little once know. you go Cincinnati over the and Second Street, huh? Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. and our city hall is on track. Cincinnati and Second Street, and it should be on Second MLK street. and Second, Second street. street. Yep, it should MLK. be that way. But you know, we should get people to really protest that. Absolutely, you know, like you say, go down there and. How really? you don't have an MLK Day March? You can't even take it on MLK. <laughs> <laughs> That's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. MLK Day March ought to be on MLK Street. Right, all the way down to City Hall. All the way down to City Hall. Should be. Period. Let's do it next year for MLK. We're going to march from all the MLK. And it should be the whole street. <laughs> Started, the whole entire started, street. Start to pine and go all the way down. <laughs> Cincinnati. 
Go downtown. Go all the way downtown. That'd be a great protest. There would be. And, and, and wait, it, it will go into. The, how could you? The, how could you fight that? Just file for a they permit. Could, yeah, yeah the permit, permit. Yeah. I mean, they couldn't even fight that. You can't, it's, it's apparent what it is. It's mm-hmm. racism. It's racism. Well, the parade is already um, restricted. It's it shrank, shrank, shrank. Because remember, it used to go down um, Greenwood, historic Greenwood from Pine. Go down to Greenwood and go all the way down. They don't want you going itself. downtown. So well, they yeah, have but, some yeah, that'd be that would be cool though. Just, just like all right now. They're gonna have some problems. And how can you like you said? How can you deny that permit? Right on MLK Day. Deny it. We can't. We can't yeah. march on MLK on MLK Day. Give me a break. You know. Line up there, at John Hope Franklin. That's right. <laughs> and go the way, huh? And go the way. <laughs> wow. I mean, cause I'm not for. I'm not with all these. Just commemoration march. If you you ought to march with a purpose. Yeah, right. right. I don't know one commemoration march MLK participated in. He not marched with a purpose. purpose all the time. All it every ain't last a re- one of them. The march is not a reenactment. Mm-hmm. It's for a purpose. Yeah, he wasn't just marching to be marching. No. And see now that will be twenty twenty one. We got so too many that commemoration be, marches. We got me. too many commemoration everything. Wow. Twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one is January. People, can you imagine all them people coming down there? Exactly. And marching for that mm-hmm. next year. You all heard it here first on the Bobby Eaton show. Oh, yeah. Bobby, yeah. We're, we're marching from, from <laughs> we're gonna Pine, do that. Pine and MLK all the way downtown to First Baptist. No, whatever. Hey, whatever it <laughs> is. Whatever it is. <laughs> wherever it is. <laughs> wherever huh? it is. Yeah, it may end up, I think, around Boston Avenue when it goes to the interstate. Yeah. 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 Well, that's part right. of hey, that's we made a point. Yeah. We that's made around. It's going down to, what, 15th? Mm-hmm. Somewhere down like that. Yeah. Great project. Let's put that together. Thank you, man. I who's, over, who's over the MLK parade? Is I that, don't know. Um, who does that, Bobby? Uh, the MLK Pledge. parade. Pledge. Um, Pledge. Yeah, that's a whole other story right there. Okay. Rebecca and them can get it done. They can, if, and if we they don't need want to get it done. Back, that's fine. Oh, boy. Well, we oh, need to get boy. it done. Yes. Start planning now. Start yeah. planning oh, let me now. stop. Okay. Start planning. Mm. Get it in place. Make it do what it do. Yeah. Seriously, because I mean, how 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 hypocritical and contradictory is it? He's good enough for the black side of town, but not the white. What kind of message is that sending our children that they can have a leader that everybody's supposed to respect, but he's only good for black folks? He's only a black leader because the whites didn't want to change their businesses. That's right. They want to change the address, the address of their businesses. And just like okay, here's but all the blacks had to do it. That's right. Here's another example of that. You went to Booker T. Washington High School. That's what I went to Booker I T. I went to Booker T. Washington High School. Yes, we did. You go there now, it is Washington High School. Tulsa, yes. Washington. And that's because when you write on your application or high school, you go into Booker T., you automatically assume that's a, you know, that's a black school. Everybody I know that I went to Grambling with, that went to Booker T. It was a Booker T. Washington High School everywhere. in Shreveport, a Booker T. Washington all High School in Dallas, mm. but they were all black. So this is a magnet school. So the parents, people people wanted that. Yeah. Tulsa, Washington. And now it's like yeah. Tulsa Central to, to pacify. The, oh, we'll just make it all Tulsa and we don't have to worry about that. Tulsa. Yeah, right. Right, Tulsa Central, Tulsa East Central. Booker T. Yeah, I, I went to Booker <laughs> T. Washington High School. Say it, all. say it all. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's 
Booker T. Washington, like you said, all over the country. Right. All, all over right. the country. Who all Tuskegee right. is. We know where his yeah. school was. Mm-hmm. Whenever you hear Tuskegee, you immediately like, okay, that's something. Okay, good. Booker right. T. Washington. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. But we like to play on. Ooh, it's so obvious that we play on intelligence. Things have brought about a change, and things are changing so drastically nowadays. And it's like uh, sometimes it's just heartfelt, you know, to where you'd be like, wow, man, what, where did we go wrong? Where did we make that wrong turn? Mm-hmm. You know, in certain areas of our lives, Yeah. you know. Uh, I think that a lot of the information didn't get passed down like it should to our people. And we got sold a bill of goods. You know, and information. We didn't keep what grandma on them and grandpa on them taught us and kept pushing it down because every other race, yeah. they know about their history. They know about their culture. Their they know everything. You know, uh, white folks will take their kids to go see the Rolling Stones, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And that's Mick Jagger up there, you know, but we won't take our kids to go see Stevie Wonder. You know, so well, I'm just saying, I mean, we won't, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We don't do that kind of things. But uh, these young people are so intrigued with foolishness, a lot of foolishness now. I mean, you got Cardi B and them putting out this dirty music and it's number one on the Billboard charts mm-hmm. and it's talking about sex and mm-hmm. what well, they got a song that called WAP. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Y'all know what I'm talking about. You know, WAP, you know. I I did a sermon on the original WAP. The original WAP, you know. Black American Princess? No, no, Matthew. uh, Jesus told his disciples to watch and pray. Watch and pray. Yeah, that's the original WAP. Right, that's the original. Yeah, so they got that. Can you imagine? Watch and pray. Can you imagine just little bitty five-year-olds and six-year-olds singing that song? Yeah. Saying that like it ain't nothing. In the back seat of their mama's car and daddy's yeah, car, you know, and their mama's mm-hmm. them just playing it. And it's, yep. come yeah. on, we're so influenced by nonsense and foolishness, and it's it's bad. But I'm gonna I'm gonna bring that back. And we ain't to, cooking either. So well, not only not only cooking, not only cooking, but when you send when you send your child off to a place where there's no discipline, like you send your kids to school and there's no discipline and pretty much anything goes, you have all these influences outside of your home and they're there for eight hours. And then you bring them back home and you, you're you literally fighting them. It's like you're fighting what they've taught. And you're like, no, that's not true. That's not true. That is, that's, that's not it. For example, my son went to, um, we were going to school in, in Illinois. It was a school down the street. And I was like, um, well, aren't you guys, what are you guys doing for um, Black History Month? He's like, Black History Month? We do multicultural month. I'm like, what the heck? Multicultural, multicultural month. See, so it's, but, but that's how, that's how we kids get indoctrinated. Yeah. When you're not in there, not in an environment where you're like, I love Deborah Brown Community School. Love, 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 love her to death. A lot of people are like, well, she's too strict. She's too that. I don't care. I know they still they feel spanking tail over there. Hello, already. But know. but she taught them about black history and how yeah. self love, black self love, all of that. But when you take your kid out of that environment and place them in a place where you don't see that many teachers that look like you, yeah. Our teachers the, the, that the culture is not right. there. So it's not there. So they're being fed other things. You know, I had a mother who lives out. She lives out in Broken Arrow, and she says, "You know what? I wish I would have." Raise my kids up over here in North Tulsa because they know nothing about the culture or mm-hmm. the history. Mm-hmm. 
and their friends are all white, and they just, you know, they grew but up. But you to thought them. that was a thing, and not, some people don't want their kids to be around. That's no, no, we're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. And you sent your kid there, and you drop your kid. It's like dropping him in an alien environment. That's One right. of two things are going to happen. He's going to go buck wild and love it, or he's going to get ate up. Ate up. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens. Wow. So and non-informed. Yep. And don't yep. understand why. Right. Don't under, don't have a clue. Don't have a clue. And no. because you're you're someplace where mm-hmm. you know the culture's have, not there. People see you and they may like you. Mm-hmm. Okay, because of, you know what they see and what they know, but the culture, your culture, and their culture, they're not mixing at all. No. You know, you're adopting someone. Can else's you imagine culture. some of those kids may. Even if they go to school with braided hair, yeah, some whites will be. Can I touch it? Let me feel it. All you know, right. all them as kids, they're gonna be doing that kind of stuff all day long, chastising and tripping and wondering why you exhibit even your culture at all. So I they're not gonna it. understand it. I was in a place. I was in Idaho. Just put it like this. And this woman, a grown woman, came up to me. And was going for my hair. I had my afro then. No way. And I was getting a grown out, white a woman. Grown, yes. And I did. You know, I did the. Yeah. Oh, she was I, coming up to you. Do you want to touch she your was hair? Trying to put her hands on, on your my, hair. I was like, I will bust you. But I was too many people around, yeah. so you got to be, you know. But you just move back. No, you? I. It's like, no, you don't touch. You don't touch a person's hair. You do not touch anybody uh, that no looks like woman. me. You don't touch no black woman's hair. And it was crazy. <laughs> she, she, her feelings were hurt. Her whole face changed as if really? I had done That's something to her. That's called privilege. And I was like, no, you can't do that. That's called privilege. I was a child, and it's not just the older people because, and that's why I can't stand people have this notion that America is just going to outgrow racism. No, we passed that stuff down. I was at, a, I was at. In Orlando, my mother's from Winter Garden, like three miles outside of Orlando, in that um, Disney World, and I was in one of those pools or amusement parks at Disney World, and I was every bit of five or six years of age, and first encounter of racism or knowing anything different, it was these white guys, two brothers, two white brothers, came up to me while I was trying to swim, mm-hmm. and and they were looking at me and they said, "Hey, um, what's wrong with your hair?" I was like, what's wrong with your hair? And then he touched my hair. He said, your hair is like a, your hair is hard and rough. I touched his. I said, yours is soft like a dog. (laughs) 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 And they, you know, I don't know what Uh they were expecting, but that was like, that took me off. Like, why would they say that? Right. Right. They want to touch my head. Right. You know, so that was like my first. That curiosity, huh? Yeah. Man, it's crazy. It's crazy. If you don't know, you'll learn to hate your mm-hmm. hair and wonder why. Why is my hair like that? Because that's, that's genetics. That's right. Okay, and I just have to break it down sometimes. Straight genetics. And that's people right. get offended by that. But, hey, yeah, that that, that kink is going to show up. It's going to come out. It's going to come out. <laughs> and look, and love it. Like, wait. It's going to show Checking them edges. Like, mm-hmm. girl, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you know I'm light skinned. I used to have rough, rough stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it come out still rough. I'm like, like, oh man, no laying it down. No laying it down. You know, rough stuff. Wow. Wow. That's what's going on. Well, hey, we're gonna take a little break, a little pause for the calls. Uh, Pastor Robert Turner here of the historical 
Vernon AME Church, and we've been chopping it up. You know what I mean? And you women, get back in that kitchen. Yeah. All right. Go, okay. You better go buy your cookbook now. Cookbook. <laughs> Ask Grandma. Yeah, what you said, ain't never been in it. Go, to go back to it. Yeah, All right. right. Ain't got to be in it. Go in there. Hey, uh, make some biscuits and gravy. No. All and right. Bobby, we'll be right back. Uh, <laughs> we'll be right back. Wait, wait. That don't work. <laughs> you are my hope.
You dropped a bomb on me here on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. Boy, we've been having some interesting uh, conversations yeah, behind behind uh, behind closed doors, you know, with Pastor Turner up in here. <laughs> we've been talking about... Bobby Eaton is the truth. And, you know, we've been, we've been talking about relationships in the black community. All right. That's you a know, nice way of putting it. And uh, how the divide is taking place. And how you got a lot of just not wholesome families anymore like you used to. And um, I don't know exactly where we're at with all of this nowadays because you got so many people wanting to do it solo. You know, self love. It's called self love. Is that, is that what it's called? Yeah, self love. Huh? Self love. <laughs> you say self love. Yeah. Huh? I don't know what I call it. It's something else, but it's. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. You know, are black people divided systematically when it comes to relationships, or is that something that they just the women are frustrated with the men, or the men are frustrated with the women, or what? You know, I don't know. I'm trying to figure it all out. You I know? don't think so. I just think I just see an abundance of single people nowadays because back in the 60s and 70s people were married people had relationships it was my girlfriend your boyfriend and they had relationships i don't see a lot of that today because i don't see a lot just, like you say the, I don't the trust see a lot issues of and insecurities like if someone's been married once before and they, they get they out take on the it dating into scene, the next, next relationship they, whatever issues they may have or insecurities they may have and you like you're you're trying to be open and honest but they're not sure i'm not quite sure so like playing double dutch let's see you know, trying to but that goes like, both ways. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's not, so one, it's, that's not one-sided. It's in the, uh, it has a lot to do with um, past relationships. Uh, Pastor Turner, are you doing a lot of weddings these days? No. Huh? Um, it's it's so of, true. We, doing a lot of funerals, though. No. We do a lot more funerals <laughs> than we do weddings, and that has been wow. the case in the black community for. Are you serious? Too long. Yes, we do a lot. We do. I mean, and just. Yeah, you're not a lot of weddings, though. No. Mm-mm. And and another thing is we find that, and this is a kind of different topic, but the same about marriage, um, a lot of the young people who want to get married in the church are members of other churches. They go to these mega churches, right? Yeah. Oh. Where the mega churches, and I'm not calling any the names. They charge a fee. Not only that, they don't allow you to get married in them. In the mega churches? No. Because no. you're not a member? No, you can be a member. And you can't get married and in your own church. And you can't get married and you can't have a funeral. In your own go, church. In your own church. You go to every And you Sunday, pay tithes? And you pay tithes. Look, too. I wouldn't I take so my So that's something that I, I'm not telling well. you what I heard. I'm telling you what I know. Oh, wow. That's, we that's have people fact, have huh? a fact that people want to come to Vernon, right, to get married, but they're members of 
Another church. Another church. Another church. Larger mega church. All the shiny bells and whistles. All the shiny. You get a you get a, you get a, you get a video <laughs> message every day from your pastor. You get oh, an Instagram God. update and YouTube, all this kind of fancy stuff. You got small group meetups and all that every day of the week. But you can't get married. Or if your spouse dies, you can't have a funeral there. Wow. Because they're such a big mega church, they don't have time to do individual things like that. They can't. Oh wow! They'll mm-hmm. tell you we don't do funerals here. That's special. You got to go to the to the cemetery, or you got to go to the funeral home, yeah. or if you want to get married, you got to go to a chapel, or go back to your oh, mama's or grandmama's church. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so that's why they call us because we the mamas and grandmamas church. Yeah, oh, wow. yeah, 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 yeah. So the mega churches. Wow. You know the mamas and grandmamas still go to Vernon. Right. Uh, churches like Vernon, so they get ma- so the grandmamas and mamas. Pastor, can you let my child or grandchild have a funeral? Can you bury my my nephew? I know he ain't come to church, but can he he dead and we need a place to bury him. So they guilt trip you. Wow. And this person's been alive for forty years. And haven't been to your and church. And may have joined as a child. And haven't been with the college left. Went to never came church, back. Huh? Never and, came back. In forty years. But now he dead. They want to guilt trip you. Having a funeral, right? Well, do you charge a fee or something for that? Or I mean, it just depends on the pastor. Okay. It depends on the situation. Um, and that, everything's and, and different. They, and all of them. Different. And, but that puts us in a that puts the black church in a, in a bad, bad. Yeah. Because in a bad if we, if we don't do it, guess what? The church ain't trying to help. Right. But this right. person's been alive for 40, 50 years. You know, my pastor said that a long time ago. What did your pastor say? Who was pastor? Pastor. Aunt- Pastor Phillips, and he was like, "Yeah, people leave the church, and the next thing you know, they want to come and have a have a wedding and a funeral and whatnot in the church." And I'm thinking to myself, "You know what? You talking about Ad Phillips? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. That is like, real. It, I didn't realize. I didn't. I I thought he was just being honorary. So, so I was like, oh, whatever.' So pastor. when your friends or niece and nephew talking about they make a church pastor, ask them, can they have a wedding there? Wow. Ask them if they died, could they be buried at the church they go to? Wow. Because they had the services there. Ask them, could they even have a baby shower wow. <laughs> at the church they go to? Can you christen your baby? Huh? Yeah. Ask them, can they even have a baptism? They probably, baptism. Now, sometimes huh? these churches do because they make big events out of baptism. But like the regular funerals and weddings and baby showers, I would like to know. Because wow. the, 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 the people that I know we've married, some of the folks I know we've buried, have gone to and been members on the road of other churches. Um, well, see, I would charge him. That would be. I know you're not supposed to, but you know that just be. You know, you're gonna have to donate extra dollars to um, Sister Lee's um, project that she's working on. She's teaching children how to sew. Wow, clothes. man, I, I didn't know that. The black churches, and that's because of reasons like that. We're on decline. People want to take advantage of us at all times, but you ask for where they go. If they go anywhere, it's one of these mega, mega churches. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, so what is Attraction to mega church. That is always. Is it the fact that you me. can kind of do what you want to do? Celebrity. Is it celebrity? Yeah. Status um, and come they, in. It's you know. It ain't your celebrity. It's I mean, a, you're just doing there. It's is a, it that you can wear tennis shoes and jeans and, and stuff? They and put on huge productions, right? It's like going to a I know. I went to one. Really? I'm not calling yeah. no name. I went to one. I visited one one time. And it was like lights, camera, action. Yeah, it's a beautiful I went production. To, I went to uh, Joel Osteen's church oh my God. down in Houston. That's the Mac. And that's the Mac. I mean, it was, I thought I was at a concert mm-hmm. because it was like lights, camera, standby camera two, number one, here we go, here we go. 
Joel is on so and so. I was hearing all it, and then they took me on a tour of it, and I'm like, this is Hollywood. Wow. Yeah. This yeah. is Hollywood. And so for a person that's that's young, they like that kind of flashy they Joey. Do. All that stuff. Oh, they love it. They love it. They They love that showtime. Follow their pastor on Instagram, social media, and they do a really good job of social media outreaches. Oh, they have a fan. That's all they do. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, because they're not doing weddings. Right, right, right. That's all they do. I've never, when I lived there 22 years, I never known anybody to have a funeral at Mm -mm. his church. That's what I'm saying. Never. I never knew. You just brought it up, and I never thought thought about that. I say. I never know nobody. Joel in North, North, that's not the life and death. In North Tulsa, yeah, in North Tulsa, every church over here just about on any Saturday you're gonna see packed for funerals. Before yeah, you COVID. are. You are. Yeah. Before, because all of our churches, right. that's why I thank God for the preachers in North Tulsa, because mm-hmm. all of us have funerals, weddings. We do. We traditional church. Right. Right across right. the street from us, yeah. we got our funerals. Yeah. But but yeah. but you go to these mega churches, man. You <laughs> you 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 good to get a seat because you gotta get on the RSVP list. Mm-hmm. Just to get in, you know what? See, um, you, you're good to get in the house. That's uh, uh absolutely not. You that, got to reserve that, a spot that is to come not, to church. That is not. It's mm-hmm. Hollywood, and they that's, love it. And I, oh if, if Jesus God. getting praised, thank God. But I, that's not, I, that's not my cup of tea. The Hollywood church. Yeah, the Hollywood church is not my cup of tea. Give me an old down. Well, you know, some of them, like some of them, some of those band, churches. Right. Yeah, you know, some yeah. of those churches. To me, just my opinion. Are uh, motivational speakers. <laughs> they, I mean, I'm just gonna tell you, it's a bunch of motivational speakers, and they can motivate and they talk about prosperity all the time oh, and yeah. preach about this and that, and they never pre- preach any word. You know, you don't get nowhere. You get, hey, press yeah. And I hardly see any of them talk about social issues. They don't talk about social issues. Black issue, and that's the thing that kind of sticks me. If your pastor does not speak about the needs and issues and wants of your community? Boy. What is he talking about? What is she talking about? Nothing. But in those type of situations, it's not necessarily one community. It's like a, a, a you have people from so many diverse backgrounds. Absolutely. But, okay, well, perfect example. If your pastor is not talking about human suffering in your community. Human okay. suffering. And, if, and without okay. a doubt, human suffering in America looks black. Yeah. Yeah, you know, from a systematic level and point of view, mm-hmm. systemic racism. No other community, right, has been enslaved in this country for over three hundred years, but black people. No other community had Jim Crow laws against it. Wow, for fifty, sixty years, but black people. No other community had redlining against it or mass yeah. incarceration against it, but black people. So, if your faith leader is not speaking to the needs of oppressed people in their community, then what are you talking about? Because that's what Jesus did. But what about those? Okay, evangelical churches have a tendency to find their way in our community to serve to serve our people, uh-huh. and they 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 do a good job of coming over and providing services and whatnot. But they leave and they go back to all day to their neighborhood, I, yeah, and not necessarily. For me, it's like you're you're steady here here but you're not necessarily like let me show come on let me show you how to do this on your own so well, I'm see, here, come back here, over here here's a, here's a situation i see you got very few black black churches that do anything the majority of black churches that i see don't do nothing 
I'm just going to tell you the truth. They don't do nothing in the community. I'm, remember, well, I'm, I'm saying, right here where we sit, I can walk to about seven or eight churches one, in this area. Two. There's one across the street. You got, you got right, there's two over one, here. Two. Three, three, four, five, six, seven. I mean, I mean, oh, I, I got about we. seven in walking just within a block. And don't you know, even the one right across, directly across the street here, I don't even know who he is. Ain't never met him. He ain't never walked across the street and introduced himself. But I know I know the one of both of my old churches. Yeah. But the one across the street, and I can shout his name, Eddie Davis over here. You don't even know who he is, do you? See? But I know who he is. He's one of Elma Davis's brothers. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. But I know who he is, but he let us use the field across the street with the church on. You know, but the one across the street right here, see, check this out. One church do drums, you know, they do organ and drums and stuff over there. And across the street right here, they don't believe in it at all. They don't do it at all. Right. So it's like, who's right? Who's wrong? Right. But you have to do things in the community. So just think, if all these seven, eight churches right around me will get out and walk the neighborhood or feeding the homeless or have food pantries and clothing things going on or, or trying to donate or something like that. Something what, collectively. What, what collective? They could even, yeah, collectively get together and do stuff, you know, but they don't do it. You know what, Brother Eden, you hit on a, t- a touch of topic. Um, one of my members even raised to me, they said, Pastor, we were one church. Vernon, um, one place of worship, and God is blessed. We are not anything close to a mega church. We have less than two hundred members. I tell you, that's a lot. Um, it's it's less. It's closer to one hundred and two hundred. But it should be five hundred um, up yeah, in there. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely, it was during the heyday, during the Black Wall Street era, over a thousand. We had thousand members. Yeah, we had yeah. put thousand. But I mean, Vernon was like the place. Um, yeah, it was because my grandmother went there. That's right, and so. Um, they said if one church with less than 200 members can provide over 160,000 meals, what if we had five doing the same thing? Huh? You know, we could we could truly. What do you think? It, what do you really think it is, man? Do you think uh, churches are have gotten complacent within their own section? I'm just going to take care of me. Rather than take care of we, I, yes, yeah. Short answer, yes. Long answer, I think that just take care of their congregations. What you're saying? Yeah, congregation. Oh. Just our church. We just gonna yeah. feed our church and our tithers who are tithing, mm-hmm. and we're just gonna be there because most of them I see they got fancy cars. You know what I mean? First lady look good. Kids look good. Everything. They live in nice homes and things like that. But a lot of them have a regular job too. Yeah, so a regular yeah. job. Yeah, I was gonna say that. I think that it's a lot of different elements. One of them is there's been a mass exodus of black people from black institutions. We don't go to black schools. We don't patronize black banks. We don't black, black businesses. We don't even have a black and bank. We, and the church is also included in that ex- mass really? exodus of black folks. A black stuff. Okay, yeah. stop. You're saying that people will, oh, wow. I, I never yes. I never even thought people, about it that people, way. Black folks still going to church, but for so long, we've been denied access to white, predominantly okay. white churches. And now that the white folks are speaking to us now. Oh, wow. And now they're letting us be 
on their worship teams, and now they're wow. hiring our musicians. Now they even let some of us preach in their pulpit. You are seeing a mass exodus of black people to predominantly white churches, Is- and the the white people are saying to them, "Well, because you know race doesn't matter, so you feel welcome to come." My response to that is, if race doesn't matter, why do black people have to be the ones leaving their, their communities church. to go to your place? Right. Why, why, is it, you ain't why, coming over why, why is it that white, on the most part, do not patronize nor participate in anything where there is not a white person at the top? That's true. Think about that That's now. true. Think about that wow. now. They, white folks do not participate nor engage in anything, for the most part, where white people are not at the top. They don't live in white cities. First of all, they don't live in cities where the mayor's not white. They don't let these kids go to schools where a superintendent or principal is not white. They're not going to a church. I don't care who the preacher is. I'm talking about who is actually over that place, who signs the checks. If that person is not white, they're more likely not to go. They're not going to go to bed. They're not going to patronize the Bobby Eaton radio show. They just don't do that. And that's the problem. But black people, we're almost conditioned to support everybody but us. Right. Those and so when white people wow. say, well, the race doesn't matter. You feel free to come to our church. Why can't you come Coming to my church. To my church. You know, why can't you be under a black pastor? Not a black preacher, but a black pastor. Why can't you um, uh, come and support black business? Why? Okay, now that we have integration and civil rights bills passed, why we're free to go to here? their businesses. And yeah. that's great. And we have. And we do. But they don't reciprocate. Yeah, we do. They don't reciprocate and come to our business. They don't right. reciprocate and come to our schools. They don't reciprocate right. and come to our churches. And right. so I think that's one big reason on why a lot of the predominantly black churches now are focusing on trying to almost look like the other churches, right? Mm-hmm. We're wow. trying to, a lot of us are trying to become Hollywood, unfortunately. Yeah, we are. Wow. And so we don't really focus anymore on our community because we're trying to attract the same market. We want folks that are going to be able to tie. We're not trying to do homeless ministry because folks who need homeless, the folks who need food, they don't, don't have, have any money. money. Right. Wow. So, exactly. so, so we want to have ministries that are designed to attract the market we for, want to bring into the church for money. Yeah, because we, we because we need money to compete with these mega churches, and that's that's a part of the problem. And so every now and then you have a church to say, you know what, forget it. Even though this ministry doesn't make us any money, it doesn't bring us any affluent members, we're gonna do it because God woke me up on month on Monday night and said, feed my people. But that's to your point. That's why a lot of times you don't see that. Because a lot of us are trying to keep the lights on, keep the bills paid, and we know in order to do that, you gotta have members you gotta have who have family jobs that can pay. Because our folk are leaving that demographic and, of people, and the young people are not coming. They couldn't. They just going to another church. They going to the mega churches right. and the big big churches. You know, they're not coming to the Ma- they grandma's church yeah. and stuff no more. And we're losing our culture. Do you know how many young children now don't know what it is to be on the Easter program mm-hmm. or have a Christmas speech? They don't know. Something that we did, I did growing up every, every year. year right. I knew I was going to get two new suits. One suit for the Christmas program. And one for Easter. And one, one for the Easter. And I was going to have to learn my speech on my mama and grandmama had a switch mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many young children don't know, don't know what the Easter speech is? No. Don't know what a Christmas program is? Because they don't, well, they, they, they don't they don't have these type of rehearsals. They, they don't believe in that. They don't believe They're in those type of pro. They, being around yeah. a lot of young people, they think it's too traditional. That's what they think. 
And so, therefore, they have a different outlet. You too old. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a Bob, Mr. Bobby, you old man. Mm-hmm. You know, and they don't understand the values that old is good. You know what I mean? That, a lot of that old school is good. That's right. And you need to incorporate that old school in your life. Yeah. That's why you where you're at right now. That's right. You know, right. because you haven't incorporated lost, lost that culture. That's right. You know? That's right. So, you know? I had never even thought about <laughs> what you're talking about. Really? Really? They're not coming to church? No, nah, they're not. Mm-hmm. And, they, and those that are, they're not coming to ours. Man. Uh, now, you know, they're not going to come to yours because they feel like it's really old. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, right, right. It's 1921 massacre church. You know what, brother? And they have a tart, you know, and I know you bring about a different kind of message than what they can even think about. That's right. You know, But you don't know how right you are, but you know who I give more tours to? Who? The white community. Well, I'm pretty sure you do. They value our history. More than we do. More than we do. They always have. That's the crazy part. That's that's black people in general. Like we just what you said. That's an old church. We ain't trying to go by there. But the, while they leaving, guess who coming on Mondays for a tour? Yeah, white folks. White folks. See, <laughs> we, we want to learn more about the white history. folks. Gonna come down on Greenwood and learn more history than a whole lot of black folks. No. Because we have black people coming from all over. No, no, no I'm not talking about the. Themselves. I'm not talking about the people who come from out of town. I'm oh. talking about the people right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, who don't even know the history of Black Wall Street. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, you're gonna always have these people coming from Detroit, mm-hmm. Chicago, L.A. coming down there and want want to look around and see what Black Wall Street is mm-hmm. all. About. You're gonna have that, but the influx of people who live here in our community. Mama. Can't even tell you, O.W. Gurley. They don't even know who that is. Mm-hmm. Dick Rowland. Mm-hmm. You can't even. They don't know the history of that down off in there. You know, Vernon the church. Mm-hmm. They can't tell you mm-hmm. nothing about it. No. They they heard Greenwood. Yeah. So I. They, think but they don't know nothing about Greenwood. No. But it takes us educating. It's gonna have. You to, know what I did one time. Educating. Here's what I did one time. I was down at the Apache Circle. Mm-hmm. Down there, Janet got a restaurant right there. And me and Dean Finley was down there. Oh, and it was, God, too. Tell him I said hello. I will. I'll tell him that. Dean's a good guy. And I told, uh, I saw some young people, four young teenagers walking in my direction as I was getting ready to go in there. And, I, you know, and I said, uh, I said, uh, I, this is how I get them. I say, y'all heard of the Gap Band? <laughs> That's what I said. They said, no, you never heard of the Gap Band. I said, y'all heard of Lil Wayne? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know who Lil Wayne is. Y'all heard of Cardi B? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know her. I said, but y'all ain't heard of the Gap Band? No, we ain't heard of the Gap Band. I say, she said, who is the Gap Band? I say, you dropped a bomb on me. They yeah. said, yeah, we heard that song. Outstanding. Yeah, we heard that <laughs> I say, y'all heard of Charlie Wilson? Yeah, we know Uncle Charlie. Uncle Charlie. Charlie, yeah. Uncle Charlie. I right. said, well, he's the one who did them old. He did them old songs like that. And they did not. Then I took that and I used it as a a go-to for Black Wall Street. Mm-hmm. I started saying Greenwood Arch and Pine Street. And then I laid it down. I said, y'all heard of Black Wall Street? One of them say, I think I heard a little something about that down there. Did you know they bombed Black Wall Street? Uh-uh. All of them did not know. Well, they did not know the history because 
We do not pass our history down. That's why your radio show, Brother Bobby, is so important um, and on so many levels, on so many levels. But because of just conversations like this and what you do, because you are native of Tulsa and you love Tulsa and you have generationally, your family has been here, you have that sense of history and appreciation that can be passed down and God has elevated your voice to being on the radio every day, right? And this show is so important. I don't know any other radio show that's having these types of conversations. Well, you know, it's been put on my heart to do this, and thank you for that right there, because we need to be able to get our information out there, and we need to tell our stories our way, Mm -hmm. you know, and I need support from the community. They don't understand what we go through over here, you know, with paying bills and responsibilities and Mm -hmm. equipment failures and things like that. And we got to keep on being able to get this information out. People like yourself being able to come over and being able to, you know. Yeah. So I'm I'm telling you, before y'all do your Christmas list, Y'all need to remember Bobby Eaton Radio Show on your Christmas list. As much <laughs> as he blesses you all every day, and if you get any joy and excitement from his show, you need to make a send a little special Christmas card to Bobby Eaton. The mailman still was. <laughs> I don't care what the president said. Send, 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 yeah, I like a uh, Christmas card. Would be nice. You know, and he yeah, didn't put even something in that Christmas card. That. You know, uh, but seriously, you know where his address is, and you know where the show is. Everybody know where this is at. And so, I mean, this is September, so you got time to put your pennies away, dig through your couch, and get all your nickels and dimes. Yeah, I want to go back to the um the Equal Justice Initiative. Who, okay. who makes up the Tulsa Community Remembrance Coalition? There's a collection of individuals, organizations led by Dr. Tiffany Crutcher. She said she did. I saw a text. She said she was trying to call in. Too. Oh, okay. Um, oh, she's trying to call in. I don't know what she. I didn't see her. I didn't see her number up here. Uh, tell her call in and press that one button. Okay. Um, but yeah, Chief Amashan with the African Ancestral Society. Uh, Greg Robinson. Press that one button, y'all. Um, we got uh, several people. Just it's a cosplay of Vanessa Hall Harper, mm-hmm. Christy Williams from the Great African American Affairs Commission. Um, and we have white allies on there as well. People like such as uh, Good Brother Nate Morris and several other oh, folks yeah. Um, yeah. who who are on there. Uh, members um, of Historic Vernon um, and just uh, several community members, Jabbar mm-hmm. Shumate and others who are on this coalition uh, seeking to uh, make sure we remember right. um, the history, our history, as Bobby E just mentioned, that has been forgotten about for too long. Mm-hmm. Good, because I was reading, I, I had to blow up the small print, and I know about the Equal Justice Initiative. And that's and Brian Brian. He is the yeah. man. He okay. is. For those of you okay. in your audience that may not know him, if you've seen the movie Just Mercy or the book, uh, he is the one that Michael B. Jordan is portraying. Uh, Brian Stevenson is a uh, civil rights leader, icon, great mm-hmm. attorney, uh, who has gotten countless uh, African Americans out of prison. Right. Who there mm-hmm. unjustifiably. Mm-hmm. And I will right. I want to give a shout out to one of my members and I think she's our local Brian Stevenson, uh Judge Sharon Holmes, who oh, Sharon. has oh, gotten wow. a lot of brothers out of prison who were locked up unjustifiably. Uh, wow. she has taken on the brunt of making sure justice is for all and that justice is blind. And of course but when anytime you do right, you're gonna have wrongdoers uh trying to come at you. But she has stood strong in the test of time, mm-hmm. 
And so as Brian Stevenson has done for the country, uh, we're thankful that Judge Sharon Holmes, through her uh, position as judge, has really sought to uphold justice. And when justice has not been served for us, she's helped release a few brothers from prison. That's, mm-hmm. that's nice to know. Nice that is know. right. I know yeah, she's yeah. an advocate, but mm-hmm. I didn't know. Oh she yeah, was, we love some like, Sharon Holmes. Yeah, so, yeah. She's down. Yes, she right. is. Mm-hmm. She is. So when we go to elect people, you I know, because she had some somebody that ran against her, and it was just like one of those. Where did you come from? You won't find a better. That judge. was um. What was his name? Oh, I can't think. Cause they were in here. <laughs> really? Yeah. I can only they were in here. They, both very... of them was in here. Okay. Yeah, and they were doing. They were dueling. Wow. Uh, young guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was his? I can't even think of his name now. Well, he didn't win. No, so. he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He slaughtered him. Good. Right. Exactly. Was it Blake something? It's, no, not, it's no. not even important. It's not even important. She won, and we need to keep her <laughs> mm-hmm. when, yeah. when that time keep her comes in up again. Yeah. Yeah. She's a wonderful judge. Yeah, she is. Yes, Wonderful so. judge. But you know, this Senate race that's going to take place, uh, it's going to be a, a kind of a difficult role for Abby. Mm-hmm. But she, you know, we get out there and vote. If, you know, if, if to, our community votes, we could change this nation. We could. Every election, we are the wild card mm-hmm. if we just play it, if we use it. Um, and I hope we do. They say we are the ones who elect the people. That's right. You know, black people vote. Right. You know, right. And that's just that we got to make, make sure everyone votes and vote and, and, and register to vote. Right. Register Speaking to vote of registering to vote. vote, you can come over here and register to vote. We got voter registration right inside here. Right. Or you can go online and register to vote several ways. So it's no excuse for you not to, not to be able to, you know, to vote. Right. You that's know, right. every election, I'm always the first one in line <laughs> at the Rudisville Library. I'm mm. the first one. I get there early, and I just watch the line just come behind me. Wow. You know, me and my son, we be early. We be the first ones in line. There. I think I'm going to try to do the early voting. Mm-hmm. Do it first thing in line. early as Thursday. I'll be hollering at people down the, down the road. Hey, I got to, you know, get my vote in because people died and lost right. their lives. Right. So you can have that privilege to vote. That's right. You know, and you need to vote, yo, you guys. I'm hard on that one. You know. Some people say, Man, you don't need to they gonna mm. do what they wanna do anyway and they gonna all of that out it don't make no difference. You know, you get some negativity mm. happening too, but uh you need to vote. You do. You need to go out there and do it. Because I don't wanna hear your mouth about topics concerning us and our community and stuff and you haven't voted. You're just talking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, people will do that. They will. They'll be talking about Trump. They'll be talking about Inhofe. They'll be talking about everybody. And they ain't voted to they even try even to vote. get them out. They don't even vote. Don't even and vote. you got some so-called religious folk who don't believe in voting. Yeah, the religious folk. Yes. They don't even believe in voting. Yes. yes. I, I got my various reasons. They don't want to participate in anything that the government does. They That's right. They call Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they don't it's do not, it at all. It's not all Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah, majority of them don't. But it's some other people too. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah it's other people in general. Yeah. It's some other. It's some other yeah. ones like you say they yeah. hung up on religious doctrine. Yeah, yeah. You they know, don't church and state, and you know what I mean, and yeah. stuff like that. But they, they the same ones that cast the social security check. 
Right. <laughs> you don't believe in the, the government. government. You don't believe in the government. But yeah. I'm going to get this on You don't cash that check. You don't believe in the government, but you drive on government roads. That's right. Government streets, government roads, the government schools. Paying government taxes. That's right. You know what I mean? Don't forget my check. And all of that. Run me my check. You don't believe in votes. Better go take your mind to the polls. man, it's crazy. It's a crazy mentality, man. It is. When you really think about it, it's like, People got hang-ups about a lot of, and a lot of it is that old slave mentality too. Yeah, that lives gonna, on today. I was gonna say that's what that's what I think a part of the problem with our relationships are. You know that 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 trauma that we you know and on the plantation how they just kept dividing up our families, um, and how black women had to be strong um, because they, they had were, to be, they were in the forefront. They were taught they could not depend on black people. Are they hood? That's true. They can't, right. And they it, raised their nope. boys to be weak, mm-hmm. right? And so they raised their girls to be strong, and that's why that's I not slavery. Well, well, you know, that's right you, now you know, but it passed down. Yeah, passed yeah. down. You know, the it master a lot of times he would go to Big Mama, yeah, and give her all the instructions for John and Sam and them to do the work. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't go to them. He no. goes to Big Mama, and Big Mama come out there with that rag on her head and she would disperse that information yeah. to them brothers you know that's right. so, after say so, y'all gotta do so and so and that's the way that, it was that was then and and now it, 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 okay, it rides over it, right it to this day to this right day. to this day same thing we raised our from slavery, slavery. Days, only, they we, we raised our daughters no and we you don't need no man where did that where did that come from you don't need no man it comes from the plantation it comes from your man gets snatched up in the middle of the night and he's hanging up his strange fruit. Okay? Now you out there with five or six kids and you on your own, so you got to try to do it on your own. I think that... Uh, or it comes from your man thinks he's supposed to have two women. He got one down the road, got one up the road, and y'all the in the middle. Thing. No. Or because they're doing, doing the same thing, thing today. No. Black no. Men they are doing the same So we, we had... Right. The master took us to different women. That's right. right. He did. Right. Like how we breed cows and bulls. Right. Exactly. He used us the same they way. Took us. And so same if, you, if you married to a man and you seeing the master take him tall, brother, strong as a stud Big to go buck. and impregnate other folks. Man, they had this slavery. They had breeding. Market. It was they breeding ground. Sex right. forms. Yeah, yeah, sex forms. Breeding ground. And they had bags over, over their, their heads. So that's where the term MF came from. Right. MF. Right. And screwing that with your mom. You didn't know that. You didn't even know. No, didn't even know. Nasty. Impregnated. But, that, but that yeah. was the mindset of the people that forced folks to do that. And so to so this day, you have men thinking that they're a man based on the number of women that they, can they get sleep pregnant. with. Because that's yeah. that's how we always judge what that's it takes to be a man. Been. And that's a man. You know what? And we would we would praise the guys who had all the women. That's right. Oh boy, he boy, he uh, you know. That ain't right. That's no, mental. It's not. No, that's it's not mental. Right. It's not right. You know, so that's mental. We got to grow. We got to grow. They say and we got to grow. It's, 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 it's we got to make change. As long as, as long as it's breath in your body, there's you can change. Opportunity to change. Yes, absolutely. Opportunity. So and that's what it's all about. Pastor Turner. Man, thank you. Thank you, man, for taking time out of your busy schedule, because I know your schedule is busy. You my guy. You know what I mean? And we're going to always get you in here. Yes, sir. You know, mm-hmm. it's a it's a relative. It's a family affair. Yeah, and you know, continue on, man. You guys stop by Vernon AME Church on Sunday mornings, Wednesdays, or during the week, you know, and participate in their food giveaways and all that they're doing out here in the community, and just you know, 
be of support. You know, go on by and tell a family member, tell a friend. All right, man, it's been just a, it's been good. Yes, sir, indeed. I like your initials, B E. B. <laughs> B. Okay. Hey. B. Also. That's all good right here. Be wonderful. That's you. All right, man. Hey, we're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, uh, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, call in. Even, I'm gonna give you guys my email address. So if y'all got any ideas or people want to be on the show, inbox me on Facebook. Become a member or something. Go to KBOB 89.9. Uh, just so many ways to contact. I'm going to give you guys my personal so- cell phone number. I'm throwing out the personal. Again, I've had it. Uh, what girlfriend? I'm still looking. You know, cook. Yeah, right. You cook. That's why you ain't got nobody. They, they got to cook. You know, they got to be able to cook. You can't cook. You can't do nobody. That's, right. <laughs> That's all right. I like a good meal now. Amen. What they say? The way to a man's stomach is what? Way to a man's heart. Heart is through his stomach, right. right? And that's so true. You know, brother. Get you, get you that heart attack. Yeah, get that heart attack. We're going to talk about that one. All right. Until the next time, peace and blessings. Hey, and stay black. Hey, this is Ralph Johnson of Earth and Fire, and whenever I'm in Tulsa, I'm tuning in to KPOB 89.9 on the FM. This episode is made possible by PWC. When unprecedented times are all the time, it's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn to PwC to see and stay ahead. Upskill your workforce, use intelligent automation, and transform big ideas into breakthrough outcomes. Explore the human-led, tech-powered solutions that help you thrive. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.